Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Another much-needed project, and it came up a few weeks ago, and I, I, I listened to podcasts. I, I listened to uh, Tom, uh, Tom Rainer's his name, and uh, his podcast just deals with church and ministry and pastoring, and it's really for pastors, and uh, he talks about everything from visitors to problems to everything, facilities, and on one of his podcasts about facilities, he mentioned signage. You know, signs in the building or outside the building to let people uh, know where, where they're going or where this is or where that is. And then I'd been talking about it in our staff meetings uh, that we need, to, we need to move on that. And boy, did that hit home. I won't say where, but here recently I was at two different churches. And at one church, Sharon and I pulled up and the pastor was there, and I was supposed to meet him there. And we pulled up in this church parking lot, and the church building is pretty big, and there's another big building back behind it. And there's doors everywhere. And we pull up, and again, to you and I signage, we don't need it. I mean, we know where the restrooms are, you know. I mean, we know where the kitchen is. But when you're new and you're a visitor, we pulled up in that parking lot, and it was frustrating. I pulled up in the parking lot, and I know he's there. I know the pastor's there. I don't have a clue as to where to go. I said, where, I, I said, what door? None of the doors were marked. None of the entrances were marked. And, and I didn't know which building was, was really what, what the buildings were. And it just, it just drove home. I said, Tom Rainer is 1,000% right. I said, how frustrating would it be to drive up to a church like this? And, you know, they're coming to the auditorium. Where's the auditorium? Which door gets you to the auditorium? Is it, there's a big building back there. Is that the auditorium? And so signage is so important. Then we went to another church for another meeting, and it was more noticeable inside because we were meeting in the auditorium and said, now you go to the gym. Where's the gym? I mean, you got several different floors, and there wasn't a sign at all in there as to where to go. And again, it was frustrating. And I told Sharon, I said, boy, does this drive home the point that, that we need signs. So uh, we met, we had a guy come in here Monday? Yeah, Monday, Monday afternoon, and spent some time with him. So we're gathering information and facts about that, and I'll be sharing that with the deacons and trustees. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of different options, and it's more complicated than what you think. The placing of, it's kind of easy outdoors, uh, where to place your signs, but inside, where do you place them, and where do you place them that they can be seen, so that if you have an, a, a lobby full of people out there, they got to be at the right height, and there's different styles and what have you, so it's obvious that that's going to be a bigger thing than what we thought, but again, to you and I, you might think, well, we don't need signs, trust me, you know, for visitors, we want them to have a good experience when they come. Well, that kind of segues us into what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about, you know, Easter and beyond. Was it Buzz Lightyear that said to infinity and beyond? See, I I know all this good literature stuff. We're going to talk about Easter and beyond. And, you know, when I think about Easter and when I think about even beyond that, first of all, several Bible verses came to mind. One is 1 Corinthians 14.40. Let all things be done decently and in order. 
And it would probably amaze you, our staff meetings, how much time we spend thinking through things. I, I mean, everything requires a lot more thought than maybe what you would think. But that's so that we can be in compliance, if you will, with this Bible verse and do things decently in order. That's one of the reasons that Brother Jamie wants to meet with with the choir up here, because if he doesn't have that meeting, there could be some confusion on Sunday, because the choir may stay up, you know, and and may not. So he's going to, to address that. And if we don't address it in advance, it's going to be confusing. So, you know, when you think about ministry, you think about theology, you think about doctrine, but there's, there's the practical side of ministry that is critical because we want you as well as our guests this Sunday and every Sunday, uh, we want the experience to be a good experience for them because they're going to have an experience. Now, my experience at those two churches when it came to knowing where to go, I was frustrated. And so, you know, you, got, you, you have to think through that. Another verse that comes to mind... You might not think this word would be in the Bible because it sounds like a modern word that they wouldn't have had back when, you know, the King James guys translated it. And that word is hospitality. You might not think, but it is in the Bible in several different places. One of the places in 1 Peter chapter 4, um, verse number 9, when it says, use hospitality one to another without grudging. Hospitality, that's a great word. It is in the Bible. And, and again, that reminds us to be hospitable to one another and to guests, folks that are invited or folks that just show up on their own. So when we think about this Sunday, when we think about every Sunday, when you think about Wednesday night, yes, things need to be done decently in order. And we need to take the time to think it through. And then there needs to be hospitality. And then another verse I thought about was Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. It's a, when it comes to ministry, there's a practical aspect of it. Signs, cleanliness, and what have you. But there is, to a greater degree, the spiritual aspect of it. And that's where prayer comes in. And that's very important. Which leads me to the next point. I mentioned Tom Rainer. He's a guy that has a lot of good information about church and ministry. I don't agree with him on on everything. I don't agree with any pastor on everything, probably. But he's got a lot of good material, and he gets me thinking. Like like the thing about signage, you know. I don't know that I'd have thought about it had I not listened to that podcast. I got to thinking about it, and then I experienced what I did. Well, something else, he just had a podcast about Easter. And he made, how many, nine points. Let me just share with you his nine points about, he called, the the title of the podcast was Preparing for Easter, okay? Now, this is about you and me, okay? This isn't about me. This isn't just about you. It's about all, we're a team, okay? I'm counting on you. I'm depending on you. Here's the nine points he made. I'll go through them quickly. He says, pray as you enter the property. Be in a spirit of prayer when you come to church this Sunday. And really, That would go beyond this Sunday. That should be every Sunday. Maybe as you're pulling into the parking lot, just a quick prayer. Dear Lord, bless the pastor. Bless everybody that's got something to do, got a responsibility. You know, give us a great service today. Bless the people that are attending. And and number two, now this this is particularly important for this Sunday. Now, here's the tricky thing about this Sunday. Um, Typically, and I've been here 27 years. Typically, Easter Sunday at Mayo Baptist Church, 
through the years hasn't been a whole lot different in attendance than other Sundays. Now, some churches blow it out of the water every Easter. I think part of it is our demographics and, and where we live, because up here, like, like it's school breaks this week, right? Okay. Folks are out of town. <laughs> they're, they're, they're looking for warm weather, you know? And Sharon and I are going to be joining those folks come Sunday. But, I mean, typically through the years, we have good attendance, but not, not blowout attendance. Uh, this Sunday, what are we expecting? I don't know. I, I, I have no clue. But we have to be prepared. Now, let me tell you this. This Sunday is already a success. And I'll tell you why. This right here. We have no control over who's going to come Sunday. You know, literally, we, don't have, we can't make people come. The only thing that we had control over was us inviting folks. You folks have done a phenomenal job. A phenomenal job. We took the cards down from up there because we really didn't want them up there for Sunday. And what we're going to do later on tonight, and I'm going to have to move along, is we're going to end tonight's service by praying. We're going to pass these cards out. And everybody's going to get, I don't know, two or three. And we're going to pray. You're going to pray. You you can get with somebody. You can get with your spouse. And we're going to end in prayer. Normally when we end a service, you know, we pray and the piano plays and there's chatter and whatever. No, we're going to end in silence tonight. We're going to pass out these cards. Young people, adults, everybody, you can pray by yourself. You can pray with someone. And when you finish praying, you can quietly exit. That way, you can pray as long as you want. If you don't want to pray at all, you don't have, you don't have to pray. Nobody's going to be forced to pray, but we're going to ask you to pray. But again, how many is going to show up on Sunday? I don't know. I would suspect we'll have a, a you know, some, I've had several of you tell me, be prepared, Pastor. It's going to be a blowout come Sunday. Well, I hope so. But whether it is or whether it isn't, we have no control over that. We did have control over this. And this means that you were fulfilling this right here. And that's what we do have control over. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because when, when the Lord laid this on my heart, I didn't know. You, know, you hope and pray folks are going to get on board. You know it's biblical. You know it's the right thing. And you have done that. And let me encourage you, you know, don't, don't stop. We still have a few days till then. But we're going to pray before we go. So, oh, so pray as you enter the property. And then, again, we don't know how many is going to come. But his second point was park at the most distant spot available. You know, unless you need one of these handicapped places, park distant. I'm going to, I'm going to park. You know, we got that little trail going off the end of the parking lot here towards the baseball field, I'm going to park down there. I'm going to ask some of you others just to, to park down there. Is it going to be necessary? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, we're going to have a great Sunday regardless. I mean, it's the Lord's Day, it's Easter, and we're going to celebrate. We've got more music planned. We've got like three specials or four specials and two choir, choir specials, so it's going to be a great Sunday. But again, uh, think about others. Think about, you know, it's, it's hospitality, you know, hospitality is making guests feel comfortable and guests feel welcome. And one of the things we can do is, again, park park away. And those of you that want to park down that little drive heading off at the parking lot there, do that. That's where I plan on parking. Number three, he said, greet people. Just be friendly. Number four, look for people to help. You know, if somebody's wrestling, carrying a whatever, or, you know, they, they just look confused. You know, you don't have to be a greeter uh, to do that. You, you, anybody can do that. Look for people to help. Then, sit as close as possible. This is his list, number five. Sit as close as possible to the front of the worship center. 
it isn't scary up here. It really, it really isn't. But, but what I'm going to suggest is, you know, Brother, Brother Dave will have chairs ready should we need them, okay? And just be sensitive. Give people your seat. Move, you know. I mean, uh, Mike, you're, you're sitting in a different place tonight, and you're surviving, right? I mean, I know it's probably challenging, but he's doing it, okay? So he's proven... You're demonstrating this for me, Mike. I appreciate that. It can be done. You may have your favorite place that you love to sit. I understand that. We all do. But be sensitive. You know, give visitors first. If you see it starting to crowd up in here, move to the front, move to the middle, scooch together. Or if we start putting chairs up out back there, move out back. You can see and hear everything through the the windows and the speakers out there. So, again, just be sensitive to that uh, this, this Sunday. Um, and then I'm going to skip a couple here. Uh, pray as you leave. Pray as you, as you leave when it's over. Very important. We're going to give the gospel. It's going to be gospel heavy, for lack of a better word, uh, this, this Sunday. We also have a special gift bag for all of our guests and uh, for folks that receive Christ as their Savior, and we hope that there will be some, I'll have a Bible back, and I'll be out in the back there to give them a Bible after the service. And I, I think this is a good time, too. I've gone over this with our ministry team, and I want to review it real quick again with you. Core values. I have this listed out, and I stated often. Uh, you know, I, 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 I saw a guy give a, a, a talk about how, what do you want people to experience when they come? He was talking about business, you know, businesses, you know, what kind of experience do you want people to have when they come to your business or your establishment? And he says, you have to think, what do you want them to have? And then you work backwards from there. Okay, how do you make sure they have that experience? And I've shared this on several occasions with you guys. And I got to thinking about that, and I came up with three things. When it comes to our church, people are going to have their experience here based on people, our people, our program, and our property, okay? If, if we want people, and again, when it comes to ministry, there's the practical side, and, there, and there's, the, there, there's the spiritual side. Of course, it comes down to the Holy Spirit working. Of course, it comes down to the, to the preaching of the Word of God. But there is the practical thing. I mean, if, if they come in and the air's not working or the heat's not working or the lights aren't working or the things are in disarray, that is going to distract from the most important thing. So they're both important, you know, that we be organized and practical. So when it, on the practical side, it, it comes to our, down to our people, our program, and our property. When it comes to our people, our, our goal is to be friendly and helpful. Friendly and helpful. And that same Tom Rainer, he, he taught, what, what did he call it? He had a word. I can't think of it right now. But so many churches think they're friendly, and they are with each other, but they ignore the guest. You probably have visited churches like that where, boy, they sure are friendly with each other, but nobody knows we're here. You know, be careful about that. Number, this is a team effort. It, it is important that we be conscious. You know, yeah, you have your friends here, and you see them all the time, but I guess they're coming in. They don't know anything. And maybe this Sunday there'll be people that have never been in church. I don't know, or maybe a long time. Our people need to be friendly and helpful. Our program, which is the service, but it's got a P on it, so I've got a people program and property. Our program needs to be well-organized and meaningful. And Brother Jamie and I went over that this afternoon, point by point. You know, here, What are we going to start off with, Jamie? What's the first congregational? 
Where does this special fit in? Uh, the offering, where are we going to put the offering? Are we going to do handshake time? When's the choir going to come down? All that. We spent time today. We've spent a couple of days just talking about it. And it matters. It matters because, you know, choir, if they're going to come down, when are they going to come down? You know, when are we going to do the handshaking and all that kind of stuff? So a program needs to be well-organized well and meaningful. And then the property uh, needs to be clean and attractive. And we've got good folks that work very hard at that. And you also can help us with that. You see a piece of paper on the floor or whatever or something that doesn't look right, look out of place, hey, take the initiative and, and, and take care of it. So very important. People... Friendly and helpful, program well-organized and meaningful, property clean and attractive. And then lastly, I want to share this with you, and this is really the heart of what I want to talk about tonight, and we'll just take a minute to do it. Uh, I, 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 you know, I have two boys in ministry, pastoring churches, and we, we talk church all the time and about what's really important today. And... What a lot of people, I think, perceive to be important is, is not really that important. Uh, you know, like you, you got to have a praise band. you got to have fancy, smancy this. Church has got to look more like a nightclub to be set. No, no, that's, that's not. I don't even think that's what people are really looking for. One of the things, the first thing I want to mention, I've already mentioned really, is one of the, the, the keys to a God-blessed church, whether it be Easter or beyond, is one of the keys is cordiality or friendliness. That does make a difference. I mean, it is my business to know church. And I read a lot of books, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and these blogs and whatever. It cannot be overstated, the importance of, of friendliness and, and people connecting. And we're talking about a genuine friendliness and warmth, not, not a sterile or programmed fake kind of friendliness. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about a cordiality that is genuine. That's what people are looking for. They can tell the difference between a, a, a fake friendliness, a program kind of friendliness. They can tell the difference between that and people that are just truly friendly. They, they have the love of Christ in their hearts, and they want to share it with other people, and they love seeing lost sinners come in the building. You know, wh- whatever their situation, whether they're dressed nice or not, doesn't make any difference. You just see a person, and you're, you're glad that they're here. So cordiality is very important. Romans twelve ten uh, would deal with that. Number two is extremely important, and this is for Sunday and beyond. And I've talked to my boys about this, and this is critical. This is the kind of church that I think God truly blesses in a true way, and that is people today are looking for authenticity. They're looking for authenticity. Real worship that is true and faithful to Scripture, not something that's man-made and superficial to just try to draw a crowd. People can sense the difference very important that we be authentic and and that by that our our motives are are genuine and pure we're not just trying to make a name for ourselves we're not trying to impress anybody you know we are just trying to give people authentic worship if it's biblical then we're going to try to do it to the best of our ability if it's cultural and it's you know you're just going to try to bring it into the church to you know draw a crowd that way no and people know the difference People know the difference. And more than facilities, more than a lot of things, people today are looking for authenticity. And somehow, even if they're lost, they, they, I think they know it when they see it. 
And again, that authenticity is just real worship that's true and faithful to Scripture. And then lastly, number three is sincerity. A love for God and a love for the fellow man that is without pretense. It's, it's not emotion-driven, thereby it's just short-lived. We're talking about a real sincerity, a genuine sincerity. Back in my background, in my history, some of the churches, some of the pastors that I dealt with or knew, I, I, there were a lot of kingdom builders. Just want to make a name, I really think, maybe I'm wrong. My opinion would be a lot of these guys just making a name for themselves so they can travel, so they can speak, so they can drive the nice cars and have, have the big houses. That's not what it's about, folks. It's about sincerity. One of, and one of the things I like about many of the young people coming up today, although maybe not doing it like exactly like I think they ought to be doing it and for whom I would have some concerns the way they do some things, for the most part, what I see in a lot of young preachers today is this dedication to authenticity and sincerity. They have a true heart. There's a true heart. There's no ulterior motives. And then let me share this with you. So the three, cordiality, authenticity, and sincerity. We're not here putting on a show. It's not pretense, not trying to make a name for ourselves, not trying to get your money out of your pocket into the offering plate, just a true heart for souls. I think people are wanting to see that. And we just have to make sure that, that, that our hearts are right. And then lastly, and we're done. Let me just read it to you. I, I heard this, and this is the perfect way to sum it up. When the weekend comes, make certain you are celebrating the resurrection yourself. These words from a pastor last Easter were sad but powerful. I was so caught up in the plans and activities and crowd that I didn't worship God and celebrate the resurrection myself. I feel empty today on Monday. And then the writer said, don't let this happen to you. And again, let's all be conscious of that. That the busyness doesn't get in the way of what the day is really celebrating. And that's the resurrection of Christ. Because most all of you, as far as I can tell, have invited people. And you'll be anxious to see them and hope that they come. And, you know, some won't come. Who told you for sure they were coming and you'll be disappointed. I've been there too many times. And then, then, then others will come and you'll be excited. But that's a good point to close on, to a reminder that, hey, it's about Jesus. And don't lose sight of that and all the parking over here, putting chairs in here. Let's keep our hearts focused on he who it is really, truly all about. Let me have our ushers, Brother Ted, Brother Bud, Brother Marlin. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mayo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.